Good morning, fellas. We're nope. back for another segment. All right. Hello, Brendan. Hello. Thank you. Yo, um, Boston. Uh, now, we're going to talk about uh, generalization and prejudice. Yep. Okay, so do you believe generalization and prejudice is inherently wrong or not? I believe it is inherently wrong, yes. I'm a big individualist, so I don't like generalization and prejudice um, in the least. I would disagree. I believe that's, I would believe that's in some areas, generalization and prejudice is definitely acceptable. For yeah. example, for example, let's say that, um, say, let's use an, an animal. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's also worth saying how you define it. Like, what, you know, what, what do you define as actual, you know, te- a technical prejudice um, of a certain type could be something as simple as just, you know, liking blue cars. That's technically a prejudice of some well, sort, but not a personal prejudice. So, you know. For example, in the animal kingdom, right? Yeah. You have deers and lions. Mm-hmm. Lions normally hunt deers. Mm-hmm. When a deer sees a lion, he's going to run. That's mm-hmm. prejudice. That's generalization. Mm-hmm. But is it inherently wrong? I do not believe so because the, um, the, uh, the deer is used to this violence from the lion. I think it's worth saying that Prejudice can be undesirable without necessarily equating moral inferiority to a person for displaying it um, in, in, in certain ways. I think um, just because there are people who are prejudiced and we have a lot of prejudices in society and I think the number is arguably growing rather than shrinking. Yeah. Um, I don't think it does anything or is actually accurate to say that because someone may have a certain prejudice you can necessarily say that they're inherently a bad person just for the simple fact it depends on the degree and to how they exercise that and and so on and so forth well personally for me mm-hmm. like for example if you look at the uh, black lives matter mm-hmm. and um the uh the very the atmosphere mm-hmm. the tension in the in the air when it comes to the black people mm-hmm. and police officers mm-hmm. for example personally for me when i when i see a cop when i i am approached by one mm-hmm. or when i talk to one for example i have i have a prejudice mm-hmm. i think prejudice and generalizations it's in that in that sense mm-hmm. It's just a natural biological. Bitch ass niggas, y'all niggas can't be around here no more, dog. Skedaddle, get the fuck. Logical defense mechanism that your brain developed because not not because I have a prejudice or a generalization mm-hmm. does does not mean I'm going to be nasty mm-hmm. or I'm going to inherently be violent or not are not um compliant with the police officer. Yeah, but I still will have my guard up and I do. But you're not black. Remember, we only kill black people. Yeah, we only kill black people, right? All the- I don't think that's inherently wrong. I mean, I, I, I do think, generally speaking, people are always a little nervous in front of police officers. You know? Well, yes, but I think in my case, yeah. because of the atmosphere and the... Yeah. This the past well, history I, yeah, with I, police officers. I, I, I'm saying you know? that it's just it's understandable to, 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 to a degree um, uh, where that's coming from. I think that... So, for example, I used to have, like, anxiety. You know, like, uh, you know... Um, Social? Yeah, like like I start sweating like going into like a public place, and what helped that was like the gym and so on. But it's, I think the same thing is with with with, with prejudices. They're very anxiety based. A lot of a lot of cases, it's the the fear of not knowing who someone is on a personal level and meeting them for the first time and wondering what sort of interaction you're going to have. And then what people usually do is they default to a prejudice regarding that person. Well, I believe in some areas prejudice is definitely wrong. For example, mm-hmm. I think there there are levels to being mm-hmm. prejudiced. For example, like. Let's say I'm inherently yeah. prejudiced or generalized mm-hmm. police officers just because of their profession, mm-hmm. right? Does that does not mean I am going to not be compliant with them? A lot of mm-hmm. people just because of their prejudice mm-hmm. and their generalization of police officers, mm-hmm. that leads to them not being compliant, mm-hmm. not being able to control their emotions and all these things. So I believe yeah. that it's not inherently wrong. It's just how how you how do you use that prejudice or generalization yeah, energy I, for I a lack of words? 
it's undesirable to have prejudices, I think. It is something that we should work towards eliminating. Um, but I, I think to label someone as morally wrong for having a small prejudice about something, you know, is, is a bit of a bridge too far. I do think, though, that when it comes to, you know, I think people are very prone to developing prejudices because it, you know, it is... I, I think it is an instinct. I yeah, think you weren't born prejudiced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, well, it, you're born with a capacity to develop prejudices. I think I don't think you're naturally. So I, I would see it this way as like you know there used to be a time when, um, amongst various you know uh, ethnicities that you would just consider to be white today, that someone would look at someone and be like, oh, that's an Italian guy, probably, you know, <laughs> probably this or that. So I think you know it, when coming to broad discussions around racial prejudice, I don't think that people are born with an inbuilt. Um, racial preju- prejudice, I do think they are built with an inherent um, instinct to develop prejudices of some sort when they recognize someone as being part of an outgroup. Well, I think a lot of prejudice is also developed by statistic and also a lot of um, anecdotal experiences. For and example, media portrayal. I had a, one of my, my best friend, mm-hmm. his father at one point was very racist because mm-hmm. of the, the, the um, he was taught by his dad because his dad worked in mm-hmm. New York in the 80s where the 80s was very mm-hmm. violent yeah. it was very unsafe and his dad developed this and he taught this to his son now his son went through teenagers with that same prejudice but he went he worked at a, a warehouse and mm-hmm. his supervisors were two black guys and they were very mm-hmm. cool very respectful yeah. and then that's how he unlearned his prejudice yeah. now that necessarily is he is 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 my friend's dad inherently wrong for having that prejudice i don't necessarily believe so but i think that with a lot of people do, don't try to unlearn their prejudice. It would, yeah, and, and that's the thing I would say is that it's, it, it shouldn't be an immediate point for chastising people because they have a prejudice, but it's something that we, we should work towards unlearning. And I, people experience prejudice in a lot of ways they don't recognize and so on. You know, if you're in a bad relationship, you're going to start to have a prejudice towards, you know, your girlfriend, and you're going to start to say, oh, she's probably going to do this. You know, she's yeah. gonna, you're going to start to say, oh, of course she'll probably do this or this or that you make assumptions about people and they say no i didn't even do this so on and so forth i definitely agree because especially with this mm-hmm. thing this all this kind of leads back to um astrology mm-hmm. in a sense because astrology i believe mm-hmm. it it brings this false this false mm-hmm. uh mindset of already knowing what this person is yeah. like because i think humans we always want to know the truth we, always want to we know want to know something like. in advance yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. so i think that astrology and horoscopes and all these things it it kind of feeds into us and yeah. and it kind of it helps our confirmation bias it's it's comforting to think that i will have this happen because of because of this whether it's whether it's based in reality or science or exactly or not it's something that we're we naturally want to eliminate uncertainty yeah we, I, and i think that i think uh pretty high on the list of human wi- uh, of human wishes would probably be you know, a chart of if you do this, you will get this. If you do this, you will get that. And knowing exactly how life is going to pan out for, for them. But that's just, you know, it doesn't Well, happen. there was a, there was a, uh, there was a, a Greek, in the Greek mm-hmm. civilization, there were a group of men, mm-hmm. group of philosophers, scientists, mm-hmm. very intelligent men. Mm-hmm. And their philosophy was that the, um, the sun is the heart of our solar system. Mm-hmm. So in the brain, the truth must be the heart of our brain because humans naturally want to know the truth. Mm-hmm. And they're called the Logos or the Legos, I think, mm-hmm. in the Greek society. And mm-hmm. they wanted, their whole mission was to have debates, arguments, talk to people mm-hmm. to try to realize the truth. Yeah. And um, a lot of, the, I think one of the, the interesting things about sort of um, prejudice in general is 
know, it is there's this sort of, I think one of the problems with prejudice that's keeping us from actually dealing with it is the taboo around it. Where a lot of people want to just see their personal prejudices. No, no, I'm, I'm not prejudiced. I'm right. Mm. Because if you were to admit that it was a prejudice or maybe you, you know, made a mistake here and there, um, then you'd have to admit that you had this huge, big, bad prejudice effectively. A lot of people don't want to do that. It's, you know, a lot of people can be very close-minded about various other things because if you're going, you have to learn to be forgiving with people if you want them to change. Otherwise, you're giving them no incentive to actually change their behavior. Well, well, to some degree, I would agree, but also to some degree, I would disagree because a lot of people, they will take advantage of you, mm-hmm. of you being, um, being so forgiving. That is true. There has to be a line. There has to be a line. Exactly. Um, so, uh, I, I, I really do believe that not all prejudice is inherently wrong because some prejudice, I think our body always has a, it has a, always a fail safe or a plan B to mm-hmm. us, you know? Yeah. But if we, if we feel like this is a mm-hmm. bad situation, our body will naturally tell you, Hey, yeah, yeah. but they call it the gut feeling. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just yeah. brain yeah. chemicals. You, you, you get uneasy. Exactly. Um, and that, that's one of the things that I think is that we, we are very often, I think, in denial of how, how easy it is to develop a prejudice. Mm-hmm. And I think that's because we, we make it such a taboo that, we don't really want to admit that we can develop them when we do. So, like you like you said about your uh, your, your dad's friend. No, my friend's dad. Yeah, yeah your, your friend's dad. dad. Who his dad was a cop, and he developed a bit of a racial prejudice. That was likely due to the fact that, as he you know had experiences with violent crimes as a police officer, there was probably a disproportionate amount, statistically speaking, of that the people he was arresting or dealing with were black, and he probably said. Oh, this must be the case, right? Mm-hmm. He, you know, you hear about people who are veterans talking about their prejudice towards, you know, people from a country that they were they were fighting against, um, in the same way. And and it's best to say, it's understandable that you would start to develop a prejudice towards that person, even if it's not rational. It's understandable that that would happen, but try to expand your mind and try to stop wasting that energy on that. I think that's a good way to cut down the amount of prejudice. And just the general sense of certainty about the world also fosters that. You know, people tend to see one thing and instead of saying, okay, this is what I'm seeing, what's, you know, the reality of the situation, people just want to say, I know how it goes down. This is the way it's going to be. Someone dresses like this, someone looks like that. They're going to be one of these people. Yeah. Uh, do you believe that, or, or generation, as generation Gen Z, mm-hmm. as it's called, do you believe that we are trying to, uh, unlearn these prejudices or quite the contrary? I think we are trying to unlearn the prejudices. I do. I think we're trying to unlearn these prejudices, but I think we are producing more in the process of it. I agree. Because we are doing the typical, because in trying to do that, we, we've fallen into the trap of the in-group, out-group thing, where basically we say that if someone doesn't take our position in one thing or another, and it's a very intellectually lazy thing, but we basically try to say, if you believe this, you must therefore believe all these other things. Therefore, I don't have to argue with you because I know you must be just one of those people. Uh, just one of those people who thinks all this, you know, and, and, and that has led to a lot of prejudice. Um, you, you see in you know today's discourse, people are constantly trying to box someone into a preset, you know, uh, set of... Um, political tenets that they find abhorrent and if they see one thing that they don't like they assume that they fit that entire descriptor yeah. um, that entire set of beliefs and that's intellectually lazy but it's convenient and so i think we in the process of trying to get rid of prejudice you know you, you hear a lot of like you know the pc terminology and so on pc is a great example of prejudice we'll say they're trying to fight prejudice with political correctness but 
they're perpetuating it because what they do is you set up a set of new ways of speaking about things. And if someone doesn't follow that, it gives you an excuse to say, that person must believe all the bad things because mm -hmm. they don't use the language of we, the anointed, the enlightened, who use that lexicon. Yeah, I think this also leads back to, to politics as well because it's that the political, you know, and the, politi the correct political yeah. way to think of it, think of things. And I think a lot, us as a gen as a generation, we, we have, for example, if you're on the left, you are seen as, the right would look at you as a Marxist commie. Yeah. A Marxist communist. Mm -hmm. But if you're on the right, people will look at you as a racist bigot from Texas or Tennessee or Alabama. Yeah. You know? It's like people, people don't want to take the time to say, okay, what do you actually believe? Like, let me actually talk to you and see, what do you actually think? What are your, what are your set of beliefs? You know, pe people want to, people actually more often want to just say, let me hear a few things about you and then assume what kind of person you are that follows from there. Um, and again, it saves time. It's intellectually lazy, but it's convenient. Uh, one of the things that, you know, I remember uh, Dave Chappelle made a joke, and this is an interesting bit about uh, prejudice, is that he said, uh, you know, if uh, we wanted to get gun control passed, that, you know, black people should go out and buy guns, and then it would be in no time. But the reality is all the gun proponents were, you know, when I told you about that 58.2% increase in uh, black uh, gun either purchases or ownership last year, the, the entire firearms community was just going ballistic with joy well, over that. Well, well, I would argue that this increase in gun and gun ownership and purchases mm -hmm. could also be induced by the uh, the racial biases and and, and anxiety yeah, and fear. yeah from from the police force. Yeah, but but the fact but the fact but the fact is the initial prejudice is that because someone is into firearms or wants to defend firearms, they must be in the, the category of someone who's distrustful of black people or so on and so well, forth. Well, well, the prejudice in the joke was well, that. Well, yeah, but but I but I believe that black people got guns and firearms to protect their self, their liberty, their mm -hmm. family, yes. you know? And and that could also be that that could also mm -hmm. also that could also lead into mm -hmm. a bad situation because as a black person I would not want to be pulled over mm -hmm. with a firearm in the car. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be pulled over with any firearm in the car in the state, especially well, but not even in the state. If I was yeah, in Kentucky, I, Alabama, yeah. Texas, Florida, and I can, I can, state. Well the, 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 those states are, you know, you you yeah. well, you'd be fine they'd have no grounds uh for that, um, but the the thing is that um, the the point of the prejudice there is that people assuming that if someone is, you know, pro gun on something, they must be some sort of you know uh, right wing nut, you know, bigot who you know is uh, you know crazy and just you know wants their weapons to enforce white supremacy or something like that. It's, most of that's not the case. There are obviously there are a lot of gun owners, so there are obviously some who do think that, but they aren't even close to a significant portion of the community. I mean, most of the at least vocal gun advocates are libertarians who don't care about race at all, you know. But yeah, but I, I would I would say I'll disagree to because I think that a lot of a lot of Americans, a lot of in the society we've we've kinda of, we kinda of, because there's been this either if you're not with me, you're mm -hmm. definitely for them. Mm -hmm. I think that that also perpetuates us not not unlearning our biases because it puts mm -hmm. us in a vulnerable That's state exactly. and no human wants to be vulnerable. Yeah, and I I think that, you know, um we have to, you know, sort of open up about the, the these sorts of things. I think we have to stop us being lazy and saying that if someone disagrees with us, with us on one thing, it must be because they're a bad person who believes all these other things we hate and hold abhorrent. You know, I think that's one of the reasons why we're becoming so divided as a nation. You know, we just we get in these bubbles of people who agree with literally every single thing we agree with, and then if someone goes outside that, we must assume it's the mythical you know, evil group out there who doesn't believe anything 
what we believe and it's totally awful and all that. And I think that's, you know, it's, it's lazy, it's untrue. And then we would just re re retreat back into that same bubble. So I think that's, that's gotta, that's gotta stop with people saying, like I said before, you know, get to know people, talk to them, figure out what they exactly believe. Don't just assume that if someone believes something, it must mean they believe another thing. What you're talking about with prejudice is black gun ownership is like, yeah, for a while there has been a stigma around black ownership.